0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be a more productive you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to sign up for my free seven-day productivity challenge. Just give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you simple, easily implementable strategies on how you can become more productive. Get on the seven-day productivity challenge by going to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, Mr. Productivity.com. Today on the show, Wendy Gehula. She is an educator, writer, and author of the Pika Bunny book series. And we are going to be talking about something very appropriate for a time such as this, helping children navigate a difficult world. Get something to write with. You're going to want to take notes. Here we go. Wendy, welcome to the show.
1: Hey thanks Mark I'm I'm happy to have this this, this happy distraction today remember things
0: going on Now I normally ask my guests where they are but I want you to get really specific where are you right now
1: <laughs> I am inside of the bathroom inside of the closet behind two doors because there are four brothers uh, playing basketball right outside my house and the pest control guy came and I have two little dogs and I'm trying my best. <laughs> so I'm in my closet right now.
0: So full disclosure, uh, listener, we don't know what you're going to hear on the show. going to give you lots of content, but you might hear a dog barking or kids screaming outside. Just roll with it. You know, this is how I rolled my podcast. This is what it is. But I know Wendy's going to give us a lot of information. Now, before we get into the topic, uh, what I want to talk to you about today, Wendy, give take about 20 seconds or so. Tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. My name is Wendy Gilhula. Gil like part of a fish and hula like the dance. And I was a choreographer in dance for a very long time, an instructor. And I mentor kids and also tutor math. And I write children's books. I have a series called the Pika Bunny Learning Series. And those books deal with things that are in my mission statement, which are to help children and adults navigate a difficult world.
0: And we are living in a very difficult world. We are living in a world that nobody on this planet has ever dealt with before. So this is a very, uh, very appropriate topic. And I don't want listeners to misunderstand me. I'm excited about having you on the show because I think this is the perfect topic for this day and age.
1: Oh, I hear you. My first manuscript was rejected almost 30 years ago from a publisher because the publisher said that kindness was not relevant. And I was When is kindness
0: never relevant? <laughs>
1: well, it was a, well, it was a long, long time ago. And, you know, we still had Mr. Rogers. We still had people opening doors for each other. We still had landline phones where people had manners when they answered the phone. You know, there was this protocol of manners and there was more kindness in the world anyway. I feel like it, we, we have less kindness now. Agreed. But, you know, in the tapestry of life, what a beautiful thing it's been for me. To have my, the books about kindness come out right now, right when it's needed the most—it's amazing. I'm, I just can't even believe how how good the timing. Um, you know how the universe or God or whoever your higher is. You know, I just feel like I've been waiting, and it's been waiting for the perfect time.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I've done a couple podcasts already about you know this is a very terrible time, but. It can be also the best time you've ever had in your life. You could get really creative in this time. You can uh, produce something that could serve the world, or you can sit there and watch the talking heads blow on TV all day about the zombie apocalypse. And I'm choosing, and I know you're choosing, and I've had a lot of guests on the show. We had our mutual friend, Lila Smith, on the show a couple episodes ago, no, last episode, I'm sorry. And you can choose positivity. You can choose serving. And I think the people who are doing that when we get through this, are going to be so much far ahead of the people who are watching the news right now and panicking. And one of the reasons why I have the show is I want people to understand, listen, yes, we have this global pandemic going on, but you're not dead. So do something creative. And I, that's what we're going to talk about in the show today.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the creative types, if you know you're a creative, you need to be creating because that will help you. Like center yourself, calm yourself down. I'm helping a lot of writers right now who already have their first draft of a manuscript, just take it to the next level because they need that distraction. They, you know, of course you can tune into the news. We well, you know what I've been doing is I will tune into the news at noon and then at the six o'clock or six 30 hour and that's it. I just want to make sure I'm up to date on you know what's going on in case I need to be preparing for something new because it feels like everything's changing 2 hours. I don't need to know all those little minuscule changes that are happening every 2 hours because that that kind of upsets me. I don't like a lot of change, but I'm I'm keeping myself aware, but I'm not being scared. And then if we use our creativity, it's going to I just can't even imagine how many beautiful things are going to come out of this Catastrophe.
0: hmm Well, I've got I've been saying a lot on social media and on my podcast, stay informed, not obsessed. So just repeat that to yourself, listener. Stay informed, not obsessed. And it's just what Wendy said. Okay. Know what's going on, but then go do something. Go write a book. Go launch a podcast. Go live on Facebook or Instagram or something. As long as you know what's going on. So if you have a shutdown or stay-at-home order in your municipality, you don't go, what? So you know what's going on, but you don't need to watch these four-hour news conferences where they're repeating the same thing over and over and over again. It's not necessary, and it's only going to cause overwhelm. So let's talk about, you know, I know you you mentioned earlier that you help people write the first draft of their book, uh, their kid's book. or Is it kids' books or is it any book?
1: Well, yeah, it's mostly for younger children, like a picture book or a, a reader it's called a reader where they're learning to read from oh, K okay. And yeah, if you have your first manuscript that's complete or it, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be your thought process has to be out on paper or in your computer, then we can hop on a 30 minute call and see if we're a good fit to take that manuscript to the next level. And it's been I've just announced it, I want to say it was yesterday, and I already have four people that I'm gonna to help tomorrow. Nice. So people are looking for Outlets, and what a better time to tell those stories than now? I've, there's no better time now to get your story out and to get your priorities set. You know the word prioritize. Have you ever heard of that, Mark? I have Prior- not. Organized. It means to it means to organize your priorities. And I feel like a lot of people are doing that right now. And it's I think it's going to be for the good. It's going to be more about kindness. It's going to be more about what's important to you, your family, or whatever it is. You, I think, I feel like everybody's doing a checklist in their mind, what's important to them. And it's going to reshift and pre-organize that for everyone.
0: Now let's get really granular here. I have written two books, a self published two books. They didn't sell hardly any, you know, most of my, most of my friends bought them, but let's say someone is listening to this show and go, you know what? I've always heard that there's a book inside of me and I really love kids. And I want to write a kid's book. So, they would come to you when they get the first draft written, but let's say someone goes, you know what? I want to use this time to write a book, but I don't know how to start. So can you give us a couple guidelines, really, you know, a broad overview, how someone could use this time to begin the process of writing a a kid's book?
1: Sure. So like everybody's pretty much stuck at home right now. So if you already have children, then you might already have some books at home. I would read every children's book. In the age group that you're going for, that you can get your hands on, and there are doesn't uh, Amazon have like the free audio? Like if you have the service, you can you can get. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what you would do is like, let's say the hardest book for me so far to write was Pika Bunny says "Eep," and "Eep" in nature means no. My friend asked me to write a book about bullying, and I was like, I don't how do you do that i mean i was gotta have courage to do that nobody really wants to talk about bullying so i just was thinking about it for a couple months and then i went to the library and i read every single children's book and then the age group i was going for about bullying to see what was already out there because that helps you because then you learn you'll learn what you like about the book and what you don't like about the book and then how you can apply that to your own story. So I read all the books I could. So I think that's a great start is to either listen, download, and listen to every every book in that subject for the kids' book before you even get started. And then, you, then after you let that settle, or I call it marinate, just let it, you know. That's just, the
0: word that popped in my head when you said yeah, let it settle.
1: Right <laughs> and then when you're ready... You just sit down at your computer or you sit down with a lot of people like to do pencil, paper, pen or paper, or I like to to type on my computer. You just start and you don't have to worry if it's perfect. You just have to get it out. Just Just get the main story out. And then if it's a children's book, it's going to be either a few hundred words or it's going to be less than a thousand. So that might take, I don't know, it might take somebody... Four hours might take somebody four days. It might take somebody four weeks. might take somebody four months. But you just have to get started. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about misspellings because you can always go back and fix those.
0: What about illustrations? Do do they come after you've written the book?
1: Well, that depends. A lot of people... Well, it it all depends. It all depends on where you're coming from. If you're going to self-publish, I would... Definitely finish that manuscript. I would have eyes on it. I would get a mentor. I would get. I would like get somebody with a power hour like I do to look at it. I would get an editor to make sure it's perfect. And then, if I was going to self publish, I would be looking for. I have two different illustrators. One of them happens to be a friend of the family, um, Adriana Allegretti. She's awesome. And then I have another one, Mel Schroeder, who I actually found on Instagram. And so I just put hashtag illustrator and then I found her and I started following her and looking through all her work. So she did Peekabunny says eat for me. Now if you're gonna go traditional, I would not worry about illustrations because usually your publisher is gonna do that, gonna do that for you. Oh, okay. but I wanted to own all my illustrations. So once my publisher okayed my illustrator with a sample, then I decided to pay my illustrator so that all of my illustrations are my own. Makes sense. So then I can do things like create t-shirts and coffee cups and license plates and um, frames and all that stuff that I want to do. I don't have to get permission from my publisher to do that.
0: I will say this about illustrators. We all have our calling. We all have a gift. Okay. Mine is not drawing. I can draw like stick figures. And what's amazing, I was talking to someone who's really a a really good graphic art um, illustrator number of years ago. And I'm like, man, I am so amazed, you know, at the, how you can just draw, get a pad of paper and pencil and you can just draw. And they said to me, I don't remember as a man or a woman. He goes, I I'm amazed that you can get up on stage in front of people and just talk without notes. And so we all have, it's amazing how we think other people are great and they look at us like, Oh, you're great. And we all have our, we all have our skills. So if you're not an illustrator, if you're not a writer, that's okay. Maybe that's not your gift. Um, we just wanted to give you a little, a little bit of fodder, but if you wanted to create a book, but what I really want to go back to is the purpose of this whole show we're doing today is helping children navigate in a difficult world. So what suggestions do you have for, let's say parents are listening to this conversation today that, you know, how do you talk to your kid? Uh, you know about the global pandemic that kids probably don't know what that it. Well, they do now, but they probably never heard that word before. They're under a lot of stress. They're overwhelmed. You know, they can't go to school. They can't really play with their friends. And you know, how do you, how do you how does the parent talk to someone during the difficult time like we're going through now?
1: Could you have asked a bigger question? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is the meaning of life? Be concise. Be concise. So, in the-
1: yeah, you're going to the the author part of me and you're going to the choreographer part of me and you're going to the math tutor part of me so i think i I don't think that children need to know every single detail so Mm. if my children were younger and i i'm not saying that i'm the best parent or everybody should do what i would do but i would not let my children listen to the to the news i would just inform them you know we have to stay inside this is what you know, the two times I would go to the news, i said say, we have to stay inside still for, and let's try to organize our school day. Some schools didn't give a lot of homework. Some are giving a lot of homework. Those kids are feeling like yesterday, I had Andrew and Andrew was a little bit upset because it was the first day back at school, but not really the online school. Hmm. And I said, Andrew, I was doing a FaceTime with him and I said, how are you? And he said, I'm good. And I said, Andrew, you are, look, I can only see your shirt. You have to put it up to your face. Look at me and let me know how you're doing. He goes, I'm okay. And I said, yeah, me too. I cried three times this weekend, not because of the virus, but because of all the changes were stressing me out. And then he laughed because he knows me. And I said, are you, you know, does that stress you? out?" and you could talk about I would talk to them about how they feel about the changes, not about the virus, because mm. the, the changes, I think, are causing a lot of the anxiety, like what's happening next. They don't. Nobody knows what's happening next. Right. So that comfort, they don't have that comfort. But what you can control is what you're doing for that hour. So once you give them a little bit of control, I said, OK, we're going to do our, that math homework that's due tomorrow. And that's something we can control and work on today. And we can get that out of the way. And then he settled down. He wasn't crying or anything, but like, you know, he took a breath and we started on the, the problems and then he was understanding it and he was feeling great. So I was pointing that out like, wow, you know, you, you really got a grasp on this. You're doing great. You could teach this to somebody else if they needed to know. And then he, you know, he would laugh and And after it was over, just say, look what you did that last hour. You took control of your math homework and you nailed it. So I think it's all in the perspective. It's all in the perspective.
0: I I love that. And I I think people overcompensate. Uh, kids are very resilient. That's why when they fall down, they don't break things usually, like as us older people do. Uh, but they're also very adaptable. And I think if you, and of course, it depends on your age of the kids. I mean, obviously, you're going to talk to a 14 year old differently than you talk to a four year old, and because the 14 year old's going to be on social media and know what's going on. But I love what you said just Just talk to them. They don't need to watch the news. They don't need to follow all the scary stories on social media. But let them know what's going on. Let them know why they can't go over to their friend's house. Let them know why they're not going to school, but you don't have to go into details and scare them because, you know, like I've been telling everybody on social media and on my podcast, this is not the zombie apocalypse. We're all not going to die. Um, it's a real, serious, contagious disease. But if we follow the instructions of the, the infectious disease experts and, you know, the virologists and the scientists, we're going to be okay. But I think every kid, and you have to know your kid. No one knows your kid better than you as a parent, and you what? have to know how to talk to your kid. Is your kid more? Is your your six year old maybe able to handle more details than someone else's six year old? So I, I really encourage people not to go to social media. You know your kid better than anyone on the internet is going to know him. So have that conversation with them like you did. That you and talk to him in a way that you know that. That they they would respond to,
1: exactly. And then you could do fun things like, you know, if um, the parents like TikTok, you can do a TikTok with your kids, and you know, just have fun. And then you could structure your day, and do okay. We're going to get up, and by nine o'clock, you're going to start uh, doing this work and that work, and then at eleven o'clock. We'll take a break and we'll have lunch and then we'll go outside and go for a walk where we can. And then we'll come back. And then, you know what I think would be a good idea is to have library hour. Just mm. like you're in the library. It'd be like no talking or only whispering. And everybody either has to read or listen to a podcast, of course. <laughs> or <laughs> some sort of activity where they can be quiet and learn something or explore and just have a quiet hour. Everybody, I think, just needs an just one quiet hour. Library hour is what I was thinking it could be called.
0: I and love just, that. I I'll tell you why I love that. Because when I was in school, I hated going to library. I hated study hall. I don't even think they have have study halls anymore. And you just had to be quiet and read. Now. I wish all I could do all day is read. I mean, I, I love reading books. And now my wife and I, were the only ones home because the dog doesn't read. I mean, she just sits here and sleeps. You sure? Uh, <laughs> but you know, I love reading and my love wife loves reading. And, you know, I love reading, but I'm, i I love what you said. The whole family does it together. So if it's just you and your spouse or you, your spouse and four kids, everybody gets age appropriate books and we're quiet for an hour and we read. We're not on our phones. Everybody puts their phones down, put them on the kitchen table, put them on the counter, mute them. And if you a watch, mute it, put it on, do not disturb, whatever the case may be. And for that hour, y'all going to be in the same room. So I, I that's another thing I think we should do. Everyone should be in the same room, not Billy in his room and Sarah in her room and mom in one room. Everybody's in the living room and everybody's reading the book. It's going to bond the family together and we can maybe share. We could, after the hour, we can talk about what we read. So I really love the idea of a library hour.
1: Yeah, and if you don't have a, a book on hand because you didn't think to go to the library beforehand, you can always download a book on Kindle. You can download um, an audiobook from your library. You can find the apps for that. You can always find something to listen to. Like Some kids hate reading. Like I, I hate to say this, but I am not a big reader, but I will listen to a book. It's easier for me to listen to a book. Mm-hmm. And some kids don't like sitting down and opening a book and reading, but they will listen to one. So that, just let them choose, you know, don't, it's not a time for, you can only have this kind of book or you only can kind that kind of book. Of course, you know, parents need to make sure it's appropriate,
0: yes. but not,
1: te, te, you know, not choose a title for them. Or sometimes we have, um, my daughter has a little, uh, a game. She's an adult, but she has a, a game with her adult friend and they, Listed, I don't. They think it's fun. They listed all the books they had to read in high school, where the other one didn't have to read it, and they all, they're reading the other books to to see how horrible they were. Or how <laughs> <people> were. <laughs> so, sometimes, like this is the worst book I had to read, and then the other person has to read it. And she, they're having a lot of fun with that. That's been going on for, I think, a couple of years. But oh, that is funny. But you can make funny. a game out of it if you wanted.
0: <laughs> that is funny. I would also recommend people in, in, during this time we're going through, don't read a book about a virus. Um, read something that's going to uplift you. Okay, I'm just saying, you know, people go, I'm going to watch a movie on TV. I'm going to find this movie called Contagion. Don't watch that movie yeah. now. What's wrong with my you?
1: Brother, my brother just told me I needed to watch that. I'm like, his name is Todd. I'm like, Todd, I do not need to watch a movie when life is happening. Yes. He goes, no, no, no. you'll find it really good. I'm like, no, 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 I won't. <laughs> no, no, I won't.
0: Yeah, I just I just don't understand that. But you know that, you know, I, I just want people to understand that what we're trying to get through here is we are trying to give you suggestions and strategies on how to get through this very difficult time that we're going through. And the worst thing you can do is a watch the news or B pretend it's not happening. Cause it is here. It's really happening. It's a real thing. And I think if you just look around, like I'm a book nerd, I've got all kinds of books around my house. Now, granted they're all mostly business books, but, again, if you don't have books, no excuses, you can get the Kindle app, you can go to the library app. So there's no excuses. And I remember when I was in, uh, oh, I think it was nursing school. We used to have nap time and then we grew out of naps. Now I'm 54. I'm like, man, I can't wait till nap time comes around. That, am I the only one? Do you like no. nap time too? Of course.
1: <laughs> My husband does more than I do, but yeah, occasionally I'll do that. Yeah. Well, I don't appreciate it when we're young because we're told to do it. Yes, now that we're not told to do it, we want to do it.
0: Yes. Well, it's funny because the last couple nights, for whatever reason, I had trouble sleeping. And my goal is to sleep at least seven hours a night. I get up at 5 a.m. I'm, I'm a member of the 5 a.m. club, even during this global pandemic. And I use uh, an app on my Apple watch called auto sleep and it tracks my sleep. And if I, I don't take a nap if it says hundred percent. Well, this morning it was 90. I did not sleep really well. So I took a nap before I recorded the show and now my watch probably says 100%. So I'm good to go for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Naps are until important until I wear
1: you out until I wear you out on this podcast. And then you're going to be like, oh, I mean,
0: oh, no, don't do that. I got a webinar coming up next. You don't do that.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> you know, another thing I was just thinking about because you said you had a lot of books. Yes. And I'm not saying you have to do this, but our neighborhood has a free little library. Do you know what those are? Mark? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. So you could go through your books and donate them or you could all, you could make your own little free little library. It can be something easy as like a tote that you could seal to keep it dry to keep things dry and put it put it on the end of your driveway and if you have a Facebook for your neighborhood you can say hey we've got a free little library tote come by and see if you can find a book and if you find one maybe you could leave one that you'd like to share and that would that kind of has community but you're not really seeing you know you don't have mm-hmm. to be close to anybody but you could at least, you know, share a book. That's, that's a good idea.
0: Unfortunately, my books are really like they're business books that really help me. And so I wouldn't, but I know what you're saying. The other people, great, super awesome idea. Because, um, I see a couple people around the neighborhood have that. They have a little, they actually made this little stand that says like, um, what do they call it? They named the street, they named the street library and it's just like got like about six books and says, take one, leave one or something like that in the top. So really cool idea.
1: Yeah. yeah, especially get out and maybe get some fresh air, walk around and, you know, you don't have to stay inside, inside. You just can't be around people. So if you have a, if you're, if you're lucky and have a backyard, you know, maybe eat a snack out there or, or take a 30 minute half hour throw the baseball around or something if you can what state are you in Mark?
0: I'm in Houston, Texas, in the country I'm in the city of Houston, the country of Texas, which that's a joke only te- only Texans get that joke. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I live in Knoxville, Tennessee.
0: Okay, you don't have a southern accent.
1: No, well I was born in Colorado, okay. and I lived in the Chicago area, moved to Tennessee in 1973 and I just some people if I, if my well my husband's Canadian. So sometimes a? when I a? visit family up north or Does he say like,
0: A? Oh. Does he does he say A and Oot instead of out? He does
1: not say A. He does not He has no accent. I oh. married a foreigner. <laughs> he has no accent. So annoying. But anyway, a lot of people will say I have a southern accent and then other people will be like, You don't have one at all. So I think it, it's all relevant to what they're used to hearing.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, before we wrap up the show, I want to make sure that to ask you one question Is there anything that we didn't cover on the show today that you wanted to share with us?
1: Well, I, oh, I have an, I have a free app.
0: Oh, tell us about it.
1: It's called the Pika, P I K A Bunny Kindness Tracker. Okay. And it tracks areas of kindness or acts of kindness in three areas. Well, school, but school can be, you know, if you're doing homeschool, mm-hmm. you can kind of track your, Acts of kindness while you're there in the school hours there's at home and there's for our planet and what a lot of people aren't thinking about is you know you can take care of your planet while you're home like maybe you have some seeds that you can plant you can start a little garden maybe Hmm. create a garden so you can share you know the produce later Um, that you can weed your garden you can do things outside that take care of the the earth and the planet. You can comp. You can start a composting, um, not a pile, but you know what I mean. Composting. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Called? Composting. Yeah, Can't it's think.
0: composting. That's right.
1: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or and you can maybe recycle more than you have been, and you get peak of points for that too and there's also one for adults for workplace and I know we're not at our workplace but you can still use the home page for the adult version which is called the pika app just p-i-k-a and when you go into the apple store I just type in pika and then the word kind and it'll pop up and it tracks areas of kindness at workplace home and for our planet
0: nice now is this just uh, ios or is this ios and android the
1: children's Version is in both, but the adult workplace version is only in iOS right now. It just came out in March of okay.
0: this year. Well, congratulations for having an app. I don't have an app yet. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to get an app for the Mark Stuchowski podcast, but I haven't. It's not a high priority right now. I've got so many things I'm working on right now, but that's it's cool you have an app. I I, I don't know too many people who have apps personally, so good for you. That's well, when way you're yours.
1: The- um, let me know, and maybe we can do an hour, and I can give you feedback on you know of course keeping your own ip but i can give you feedback since I've, I'm, I'm working on my third different one right now
0: wow good for you good for you <laughs> well where can we find you online
1: you can find me at wendygilhula.com or if you are on linkedin just type in wendy gilhula g-i-l-h-u-l-a and i'd love to connect
0: Okay, well, Wendy, you gave us a lot to think about in the show today, and uh, I- I'm so glad that you took the time out of your day to sequester yourself into your closet uh, behind doors and everything else to be I on the show
1: of- I <laughs> might not come out of
0: <laughs> No mom's not here. I don't know where she is she's gone uh- <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, Wendy. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, MrProductivity.com. Sign up for the free seven-day productivity challenge. Just give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you simple strategies on how to improve your productivity, MrProductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe. And then tell two or three of your friends who would find value in listening to this episode episode about the show, it would mean the world to me. And I mean the world. Until we meet again, my friends, you know what to do. Go be productive.